Hello again and welcome back to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts and I am your host today and I have a very special guest with me. I have Elizabeth. Elizabeth is our resident social media expert at May Create Design. So she does a lot of social media for a lot of humans and um, I hired her actually because she has been doing this for a long time, especially for nonprofits. And so it and and just to brag on Elizabeth in one more thing, she is also what we call it may create a self-cleaning oven. And I'm using air quotes with that. And what that means is that she is a total rock star and that she just like has the ability to get the most amazing things done with very little direction actually. So she's awesome to have as your social media coordinator for real and and creative. Okay, so Elizabeth, now that I have totally built you up to awesomeness, tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, and yeah, all the things. Sure, while well, I'm totally blushing, my goodness. Uh, I started at May Create about six months ago. As Monica said, I come from kind of the nonprofit world. I've been the marketing director at a local theater company here in Columbia for the past couple of years, volunteering with them for the last six, and just really enjoy the nonprofit space, but also the social media space. So when the opportunity to kind of work in both at the same time came along, I just had to do it. Yes. And you have wonderful interviews too. Like you really know how to like set up a stage and make it like you, you can tell you've had a theater background. So when you're doing theater, like what's your role? Are you on stage? Are you backstage? Like what, what do you do? I actually do a little bit of both. I started as a techie, so backstage um, running set crew or helping make props, so a lot of crafting, but like crafting things that look realistic but are made of foam, which is super fun. That's fun. <laughs> and then got into more of the acting side of things. I'm a musical theater person, so a lot of ensemble roles with the dancing and the singing and fabulous costumes and a wonderful time. I was just going to ask you if you sing and dance. I do. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, that makes sense then why you're so good at social media. So this episode has a little bit different format than what we usually have on our podcast. This is actually um, a recycled episode from a Facebook Live where we fielded live questions about social media and we also filled in the blanks with Elizabeth's wisdom of social media and all of my um, banter about how much I love it because you guys all know how much I love social media. I, Well, I mean, it's good for some things, right? Yeah. And, and others, I don't love it as much. So <laughs> it's a good time. So we covered all kinds of topics. Elizabeth, what are some of the things that we talked about? Sure, we talked about the types of posts you wanna be making right now to gear people up for your year-end giving campaign. We covered ways you can start building momentum towards your campaign, um, how often to post, so posting frequency and kind of developing your posting cadence for the end of the year. Um, and then we talked a little bit about how to talk about peer-to-peer -peer on social media to make sure that your audience knows what that is and they can participate in it and help your organization that way. Mm -hmm. We also talked about some Facebook advertising in particular and different ways you can go about that to target different audiences. We talked about best types of posts for engagement. So what kind of people are you wanting interacting with your posts and how to kind of capture them and bring them in. And then we kind of wrapped it up with uh, what to focus on as far as messaging right now. So, so many things. We had some really great questions and I really appreciated the people who actually joined us and asked the questions because this is our first live Q&A session that we've done on Facebook and I really didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't we didn't know if anyone was going to show up. So, we were excited with the level of questions that we got. 
and we are just as excited to share those answers with you. So with that, let's get to business. You're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it. And whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro, we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose. I'm Monica Pitts, a techie, crafty business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. So today, Elizabeth and I are going to be talking about social media for year in giving. I can see all your comments when they come through, so feel free to like hit me with whatever you've got. <laughs> How often to post? So we have our first question. How often should we post for year-end giving social media, Elizabeth? Sure. Um, that is largely going to depend on how often you post now because you don't want to do a sudden increase in how much you're posting and overwhelm your audience. So, you know, now to kind of do a save the date and then on Giving Tuesday to kick off the campaign and be posting, you know, a couple times a week throughout the campaign, but don't overly increase the amount you're already posting. Yeah. So we're using this time for Como Gives to kind of like ramp up into that. Mm -hmm. So normally throughout the year, we post, I don't know, like a couple times a week. Yeah. So we're like twice a week posters. Mm -hmm. And then when we get into the year end giving season, so for us, we're starting that ramp yeah. up in like September, October. So Elizabeth like gently ramps up the number <laughs> of posts that she does every single um, week until we get to actual mm -hmm. December. And then um, for Como Gibbs, for example, we're just going to post like wildfire. Yes. Like just so many posts, um, but we're going to ramp it up gently. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so some of the things that I wanted to ask Elizabeth today is like how we could use social media to kind of kick off our year and giving season and mm -hmm. like build a buzz around it. Um, so one of the things that I, I cover a lot in our year in giving training that Elizabeth has been coaching me through exactly how to say in a very nice way is that um, social media isn't always the cornerstone mm -hmm. of the promotion for your year in giving campaign. So a lot of nonprofits might not have a super like mm -hmm. active social media following and others have a great following, right? So you're going to use what you have to build your year-end giving campaign. So if you don't have a huge social media following, then I I I think you're okay. Like mm -hmm. like take a deep breath. You've got this. You don't need to have like a, like the most amazing um social media following to have a great year-end giving campaign. So I feel like the role that social media plays in a year-end giving campaign is is like a buzz builder. A continual just um, like touch, like soft touches, you know, telling people, hey, we're doing this thing. Um, so I wanted to talk to Elizabeth about what we could do to like build that buzz using social media. And she made me like a whole downloadable, like 10 ideas for this that we're going to have available for our training. But right now we were going to cover our 
our top three that we felt like you should be doing right now. Like this is what you should do on social media right now to build that buzz for your year end giving um, campaign. So Elizabeth, kick us off with the first type of post that they should be making right now. All right. First off, you're going to want to make something that we kind of refer to as a teaser or a behind the scenes. So as you're preparing for your campaign, this is things like, oh, our we just secured all of our sponsors and want to give them a shout out, or we just had an organization meeting and we've got some fun photos to share with people just to build some momentum for your campaign, get people excited and kind of let them see behind the curtain, know what's going on and see a little bit of all the work that you're doing to make the campaign a success. And I love these because they're really, really fun. They are super fun. You can get super creative with them. And Elizabeth just made one a month or two back when we Mm -hmm. did like our first gathering for Como Gives. She has like a picture from the back of the room of everybody like studiously taking notes. And so that's a teaser post and making those right now is fun. And it's just kind of like part of your everyday routine, right? So whenever you get this excitement inside, you feel the excitement inside, that's the teaser post. So wait for the excitement inside and then share. So what's the second type of post that they should be making like right now? Probably like right now, right now. Literally right now. (laughs) Um, Go make a save the date post. So whenever your campaign, the very first day of it, you want to get that date out now. And so you can do a post with maybe combine with a little bit of teasers. Say, hey, we're getting ready. Campaign kicks off on XYZ date or create a little countdown graphic if you're a Canva user. I know I love it because I am not a graphic design human, but it makes me feel like a graphic design human, which is nice. But yeah, get get the excitement going. If you have a campaign hashtag included in that, let people know, hey, this is coming up, put it on your calendars. Think of it like a wedding RSVP. Like you want to let people know well ahead of time that you're going to be asking for something later. And for those countdown graphics, like full disclaimer, I have looked and looked into how you can like animate them. Mm-hmm. Like, down to a specific time in your Facebook post. And I have yet to find one. Like you have to sign up for a service or it's an app that you install mm-hmm. in your Facebook group. So like the thing that Elizabeth just described is a picture yes. that just says, you know, 10 days until it's not like counting down and ticking. Cause those really cool counting down and ticking things. I'm, if you know how to make them, I want to know because I have been digging for that for a while now. So please give me advice, right? Um, okay, so tell us the third type of post that we should be making right now. Yeah, a third type of post, and this is something you can do now and then kind of sprinkle it throughout your campaign is your big why. Why are you doing this campaign? Who are you raising the money for? How are you helping your community? Let people know what their donations are going towards and let them be the hero of that. So instead of we're raising money, it's your donations help us in this way. So then um, building that momentum, what are some things that we could do to build momentum right now? So we know what types of posts we might make. So what are some um, non, I mean, I guess you can post about these things, but it's not necessarily like posts. It's other Mm -hmm. thingy mabobbers out on the social media universe. Yeah. yeah. So integrating it a little bit with what you're already doing. So Mm -hmm. If you have a smaller event going on, maybe include a little bit of reminder, like, hey, if you enjoyed this, get ready for our next thing, that sort of thing. Again, getting into that teaser or save the day kind of language. We talked about maintaining your normal posting cadence. So if you're a Monday, Wednesday, Friday poster, keep that up. Maybe as we get a little closer, sprinkle in a Tuesday post that's specifically about your campaign. Get that momentum building. Um, There's things like if you have kind of a kickoff event for your campaign, or even if it's a fully online event, you can create a Facebook event. That way people can RSVP in a way and say, yeah, 
I'm going to do this. And then Facebook will, will help you remind them, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. Um, something with creating an event is you'll want to be very specific about what kind of event you create. Because if you have a brick and mortar building, but you're having an online event, make sure people know it's an online event so you don't get people showing up at your building wondering where, where things are happening. That's never happened to you before, has it? Uh. <laughs> Elizabeth volunteers with our one of our local theaters. And so people got maybe a little confused one time. So make sure that you're very clear in where yeah. your event is happening. Um, and then also, I feel like Along with the teasers, one of the things that we do really well with Como Gives is we go live building up to Mm -hmm. the campaign launch and we do it like as our launch activity, basically. Like that's how we're like building the awareness. So you can go live. Um, I mean, you can use extra videos. Okay, so you just went over the... um, all this data yes. for um, all of our clients' social media. And you told me that you found like a really interesting trend. So tell us about your trend that you found. Yeah, this has been a thing on Facebook for a while, but it seems to be ramping up again. Video does better than any other type of content. And that's live video, pre-recorded video, or my favorite discovery, even like little um, two to 10 second clips of things. So if you have if you want to share a GIF, but you're not sure how to get it into that GIF format, even if you post it as a short video that loops, you're still going to get really good engagement on that, which is fantastic and makes makes everyone's lives a lot easier. Because I know when people hear, oh, we got to do video, it sounds like it's going to have to be this big production, but it really doesn't have to be, which is nice. Yeah, you can even shoot it with your cameras, mm-hmm. like your, your camera, your phone. Your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely like qualifying myself as a millennial there, aren't I? So you can even just take the video with your phone. It doesn't have to be like professionally um, developed video. Um, So you just said the word engagement. And I know that maybe not everybody knows what that word means. So define it for us. Sure. Engagement is simply it's anytime someone interacts with your post. So it's commenting, liking, sharing, anything like that is people engaging with your post. And so when I'm looking at social media analytics and data, that's really what I'm looking for because it tells me how our audience is interacting with what we're doing. Like seeing how many people saw it is great, but I want to know how many people interacted with it and what kind of our engagement rate is, which is going, okay, how many people saw it? How many people did something with it? And then you get a percentage number, which is nice to see. Yeah. And Facebook uses those engagements to determine if the content that you published is Mm -hmm. valuable to people. So it is like it's evaluation measure of how awesome your content is, is how much people engage with it, clicking on it, looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the reasons that we look at that metric so much. And I know it's not, it's a very social media metric, Mm -hmm. you know, some of the other metrics in social media, they are, they're a lot easier to understand for old school marketers, but Mm -hmm. this one is very social media centric. (laughs) Yeah. If you're more familiar with email marketing, think of it like your click through rate. Is who is seeing the thing and then doing something with it. Yeah. So we have another live question from Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for your question. <laughs> Any advice on how to quickly explain peer-to-peer on Facebook? Short video, graphic, What? any advice there? I would say if you have the ability to do just a short explainer video, one, you're going to get that great engagement. And two, I think people might hear and understand it better than reading it. Yeah. And I like to explain it as 
a a campaign that you administer on our behalf. Mm-hmm. It, but really, so to get like real deep into the peer-to-peer <laughs> thing and not maybe deep, deep at all, even just your normal event fundraisers are often like peer-to-peers. Mm-hmm. So like if you have a trivia night and you invite people to buy tables, then you're having a peer-to-peer because they are buying the table and they're inviting their friends. And the reason that those peer-to-peers are so successful in those events is because they're so very well organized and it's very clear what they're supposed to do. So if you're going to have good results with your peer-to-peers, we need to try to kind of emulate that same experience and make it as clear as possible what they're supposed to do. Um, So I find that the best way to approach people about peer-to-peers isn't necessarily putting out a broadcast about it, but having a personal conversation about it. And when we surveyed our our peer-to-peer participants last year, every single one of them said that they were directly asked Mm -hmm. by a nonprofit to do the peer-to-peer campaign. So that becomes a much more personal conversation. And you can say, um, like just my my children's school Mm -hmm. just emailed me and said, hey, Monica, will you buy a table at the, the trivia fundraiser? And will you donate a craft? You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, they know me, don't they? You know, but I mean, that was, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll donate a tumbler. Mm-hmm. But so they were asking me for something that um, I already knew I would do. So there you go. So maybe um, in your post or teaser, if you're going to broadcast it, try to like spark that, um, that thought for them. Like if you have a craft, if you've got a service, if you've got, you know, a story to tell, mm-hmm. then consider doing a peer-to-peer for us. It works like this. You enter your information into Como Gives and, you know, share this mm-hmm. idea with the universe. And then you ask your friends and family to come buy it from you. Yeah. But the money doesn't go to you. It goes to us. Yeah. That was really I'd say the, long-winded. The ideal yeah. peer-to-peer is something someone is already going to do anyway, and just finding a way to help, help it, help your organization. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's exactly what Stacy said um, <laughs> with Ragtag. And she had me convinced to do a peer-to-peer by the end of the peer-to-peer interview. So you guys should totally go um, check out that podcast. I think it just went like, it's either out on Facebook Live mm-hmm. or it already dropped into our um, podcast because I was like, I'm not doing a peer-to-peer. I run this whole campaign. It's like my huge peer-to-peer. And then she was like, but Monica, you could do. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dang it. Stacey, you're right. That'd be actually fun. Like I wanted to do it. So she sold me on it. Yes. Um, So let's see now. Other things that we were going to talk about. So what types of messaging should we be focusing on right now leading into the year and giving season to make sure that we're like priming our audience for um, the experience of donating to us again? Right now, tone-wise, we want to be super thankful. So thanking last year's donors, thanking people who've contributed throughout the year, because a lot of these people are going to be the same people you ask to donate during your giving campaign. So making sure they know that you appreciate everything they're doing to support your organization and just keep an overall very appreciative tone. And you're also going to want to provide some some statistics or proof of, okay, last year we raised $5,000 and this is what we did with that $5,000. And so now this year we're asking for the money for this thing and just kind of keep it going. So people know that you appreciate their gifts and they're actually being used to benefit the community. We have another live question. Hi, Angie. Thank you for your question. 
Um, Angie wants to know, are there any statistics on what type of posts create the most Facebook engagement in regards to donation to nonprofits? Okay, so <laughs> that's a great question. Super and it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. So the ones that do the best for us are actually the update posts, like mm -hmm. where we're telling people, here's how much money we've raised, here's where we're at, or like just a fun kind of little like, wow, we've already gotten, you know, 200 donations so far. Those are the posts that actually get the most engagement for Como Gives. Um, the other types of posts that get the most engagement for Como Gives are those Facebook Lives. And so they get a lot of engagement. Um, but are those the posts that people are clicking on to make a donation? I don't know. Um, so I feel like Elizabeth has put forth a really strong um, schedule for our year-end giving um, templates for social media. And, and she, she sold me on it. <laughs> she sold me on it. Like, I think she's doing a really good job um, because she has a mix of both those types of posts where you're giving people the updates because you know they're going to get the momentum. But then she also suggests that you make posts that are, um, well, they're going to be more boring because they're yeah. going to be, um, well, you explain it to them. What are those types of posts that you call them general posts? Yeah, they're just general information about the campaign or about your organization, but they include your donation link because we want the warm, fuzzy, the happy, the getting people excited. But I know as someone who's kind of worked Como Gives for a nonprofit, sometimes I get lost in those and I get too excited about being excited and I forget to ask people for their money, mm -hmm. which kind of defeats the whole purpose of the giving campaign. So including and planning to include some more general, these are the facts, please donate, including your link. And it's going to give you a good balance. People are going to be excited, but they'll also know where they can go to contribute. Yeah. So definitely give them the updates, do your Facebook lives, and then you're also going to have to put those boring posts that don't have as good of engagement into your mix. So that way people get the information that they need to do the thing that you want them to do. Um, all right. So another thing <laughs> that we that we, that we put on here <laughs> on our list of things to talk about, uh, since we don't, if anybody else has live questions, like shout them out here and we will answer them for you is the skinny pill, the social media skinny pill. I feel like a lot of the times people come to us or they, they ask us like they want this magic answer for how to make social media really work for them. <laughs> Maybe that's why you're hanging out with us today. <laughs> um, Elizabeth, is there a social media skinny pill? No. And frankly, <laughs> I'd be out of a job if there was. <laughs> It's, it's like, um, the most simple, complicated thing. I, I like, mm -hmm. I liken it to nursing a baby. You're like, this should be the most natural thing on earth. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, think about it. Women have been doing it for years and years and years. You nurse the baby, right? You had the baby, you nurse the baby. And you think this should be like easy, especially if you've never had a kid before. You're like, this, this is going to yeah. be easy. Right. And then you, you are like, you have this baby and you're trying to nurse it. And you're like, this is the most complicated, natural, uncomplicated thing I've ever done. And I feel like that is like social media. Social media is like nursing babies. There you go. It's the hardest, easiest thing to do. Yes. Yeah. It's the most unnatural, natural thing you'll do. Um, oh, thank you, Michelle. I'm so yes. glad that you're part of this. Like, thank you so much for all these questions. They're so great. Okay. So Michelle wants to know um, about boosting or buying ads. Is it worth it? And what type of posts would you do that for? Um, so you kick us off with the answer and I'll just fill in pieces. Sure. Of it. 
I would say if you are new to doing any sort of paid advertising on Facebook, especially, um, look at posts that you are doing that are already doing well. So have a lot of likes, have a lot of comments, even have a lot of clicks and boost those for even, I'd say getting started, even five to $10 for a week or two will get you some really good traction online. People mm-hmm. will see it. And you're not having to reinvent the wheel. You're you're promoting content you've already written. It's already out there. You're just getting it out to more people. And so I'd say that is probably a good like stepping off point if you've never done this sort of thing before. And that's one of the things, like you can test out this stuff and you mm-hmm. can be making those types of posts now and see how they do. And then you can boost them later. Like you yeah. don't have to just boost a post that you just made today. You can boost something that did well. Um, mm-hmm. I would say it should probably be relatively recent. Like so the, the messaging is correct. Yeah. Yeah. So you can test them out and see what's going on. Um, the other thought that I have about post boosting is that for your year in giving campaign, you are asking for donations from people that already know about you. Right. So you're not necessarily, um, well, for Como Gives, like our ads yeah. that we run um, for Como Gives, like the Community Foundation um, sponsors the running of advertisements on social media for the campaign. Like we put those in place so that we can introduce the participating nonprofits to more people. Right. That's the goal, right? And so they're not high converting. Um, we don't get a billion donations from them, but we do like allow our nonprofits to meet new people. So that's the goal with the, um, that's, that's the goal that the community foundation and make creative set forth towards running our social media ads. Now for, for you, if your goal is to not meet new people necessarily, but to raise funds for your year in giving campaign, then I would say that you may want to like, look at the audience that you're boosting Mm -hmm. the post to and, and limit it to people that have already liked your page or, you know, that you already know, basically, because those will yield much higher um, likelihood of donations mm-hmm. than people that you don't know already. Um, and, and in that case, you could take a general post that you know isn't going to do very well, um, because it has all the instructions, and then boost it out to your audience and make sure that they see it, because you know they're not going to see it otherwise. Like it, Oh, for sure. Like, because... Um, so that's another, there, there's like the two, Mm -hmm. the two fields. So I guess to recap, the answer to that question would be Elizabeth says, if you are trying to reach new people, take the posts that have done really well already, boost those posts. Monica says, if you're trying to get donations, then Mm -hmm. take the general posts that have all the donation information that you know aren't going to do very well and boost them to your audience that already likes your page because they're the most likely people to donate. And and if you have a small marketing budget for your year-end giving campaign, I would say Facebook advertising is probably the best bang for your buck. It does a good job. It does a good job. I think most of the campaigns we run for our pages we manage on the daily are Mm -hmm. $20 at a time for a two-week run. So nothing, nothing extreme. No gets it out in front of a lot of people. So thousands. So yeah. if, if you're a budget conscious organization, I would say go for it. If you have money you want to spend on advertising. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So um, let's recap what our advice is mm-hmm. at this point with social media and year in giving. Yeah. So first is there are three different types of posts that we feel like you should be making right now 
to engage your audience and build momentum for your campaign. Elizabeth, what are those three posts? So you're going to have a teaser, you're going to have your save the date, and you're going to have your big why. So kind of a behind the scenes peek, reminding people when it's happening and reminding people why it's happening. And those things can be happening on repeat. Oh, yeah. Until like kickoff, right? Okay. And then, and Elizabeth prepared this amazing like list of 10 different posts with pictures and descriptions and sample posts that you can fill in the blank and a schedule and, and no, seriously, and a whole set of actual templates for Mm -hmm. the posts that you would post every single day for social media for our year-end giving training participants. I'm just saying like, she's hooking you up. I know we said there is no easy button, but that's about as close as you can get. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, you're going to have to make it right for your readers and um, put your own graphics in, but that's a pretty awesome easy button. I'm starting from some places way better than starting from no place. (laughs) Um, Okay. So then Advice on how often to post. What would your yeah. Yeah, thoughts on that? I'd say start now. Um, we're at a really good point in the year to start talking about year-end giving. So start posting now and slowly increase frequency as you get to the start of your campaign and even throughout your campaign. So maybe right now, usual amount of content. Once we get to the beginning of November, middle of November, start increasing by like maybe one or two a week, depending on how often you currently post all the way up until maybe during your campaign, you're posting maybe four or five times a week, just because you have updates that you want to share with people Mm -hmm. and more behind the scenes information and benchmarks and all of that good stuff. And I mean, if you post a whole lot, you can keep posting a whole lot. Yeah. And if you don't post as much, then you don't have to. Over overkill post, right? Um, so the other things that we talked about are focusing on thankful messaging mm-hmm. and proof right now to make sure that they know that they made a good investment with their money by making you stewards of their funds so you can do yeah. your awesome work. And then two, um, <laughs> if you don't have an amazing social media presence for your in giving, you're still going to be okay. That's mm-hmm. not where you would focus all your energy on anyway. We believe that social media is part of building the buzz of your campaign, yeah. not necessarily going to be the huge driver of donations for your year in giving campaign, unless you have just a completely amazing stellar social media audience. And some people do. And so it works super well for mm-hmm. them and other people don't. And if you don't, it's all right. We do not need to freak out. We're all good. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, those are like the long and the short of the things. Okay. So does anybody else have any questions before we leave you? <laughs> that sounds very sad, doesn't it? Any other questions? Because we're going to wrap up here in just a second and we're here. We're answering. <laughs> Staring out through the, in the window, in the window. <laughs> All right. I'm going to count us down for the last questions. Whoa. My, my oh, no. camera's like not focusing anymore. Last question. I see there are still people watching. And so I'm like, what if they're typing like furiously right. and they can't get their question out? It's crazy. All right. Well, here's the deal. Social media is definitely a part of your in giving. It's part of building the buzz. It's part of keeping your followers informed about what you're doing and why you're doing it. And so you definitely should be making posts if you have a social presence 
throughout the month of December, absolutely. And if you're having a hard time writing those or if you haven't done it before, then you can join us for year in giving training. And Elizabeth has like created all the tools for you, all of them. So you don't have to worry about it. You'll have everything from types of posts to examples with fill in the blanks to a whole schedule that you can use. It'll be, it'll be super awesome. All right. Um, so I'm counting down. No more questions. 10, 9, Eight, seven, six, five. Oh, wait, five. It's the camera's backwards. Five, four, three, two, one. Bye, everybody. Thank you.